Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. I'm nervous about this AFC North moving forward. Hi, nervous. I'm Jacob. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible joke. We are usually the ones at the top of Quarterback Mountain looking uh-huh. down at the three peasants beneath us as they rip through Andy Dalton. As all and three Joe of those Flacco's. teams would like just rotate quarter. I mean, I think the most consistent guy was Flacco. Flacco found his footing, and Dalton, Dalton found was the too. second longest. But still, the Browns. I, it was just every year who I mean, they the going to start. Had the famous and then jersey. When, before in that era, pre Dalton and post Dalton, it was okay. Who are they going to throw out yeah, there? Right, and I mean Roethlisberger lived through Palmer and Dalton when it comes right. to the Bengals, and he lived through before Flacco, all of Flacco, and then a little bit of Lamar even after Flacco was done in Baltimore. So the one constant was number seven, the Hall of Famer, Big Ben, the only one of those AFC North quarterbacks in that stretch that will be touching the grounds of Canton, Ohio, with a gold jacket over his shoulder. Absolutely, yeah. So. We're used to seeing us as the Kings, and I hate to break it to you, but we're not the Kings anymore because I recognize from seeing it for so long in our own backyard what the Bengals now have in number nine under center for them, and that's a franchise dude. He said the window's open as long as I'm here. He's right. As long as he's healthy, moving forward, Jacob, you know, the Ravens will get better, obviously. I think Lamar might come back. The Steelers will get better. The Browns will probably get better. Gaps will close naturally because the Bengals will have to start playing people. As as long as he's healthy entering a season, though, I bet they're the betting favorite to win the North for the rest of his career. I got. Uh, how could you push back on that? And that's a scary. Like we're we're. I don't want to. It's football, so it's not like he's going to be like the Atlanta Braves of the '90s, where they just won that division like 20 straight times and no one could even touch them. Right. But we have seen that kind of with the Patriots in recent memory where they just run 10 straight years of a division. And I think the rest of the North are better run organizations than what the AFC East was under Brady's thumb. But there is something to getting stuck under the thumb of an elite quarterback like that. Look at what's happening to the AFC West right now. Patrick Mahomes has never lost to one of his AFC West opponents on the road in his freaking career. Yeah, that entire division is getting their 
entire heads shoved under Patrick Mahomes' thumb, and it's tough for them to compete to make playoffs, to you know go on runs when you're not getting home games because you're never winning the division. Again, I don't want to put the cart too far in front of the horse and say you got to go for wild cards for the rest of the next decade because of Burrow and the Bengals, but it kind of feels like you're playing for wild cards for the next decade because that guy's going to win 11 games a year, right? 11 games a year, and he's going to win postseason games. Tom, I just brought this up to you off the air. The guy has, in the last two seasons, as many playoff wins in two seasons as the Steelers have as a franchise in the last 14 seasons. He's got more wins in the past two postseasons than the Bengals had ever in is that history true? before yeah. him. I think it was like five. Before he won against the Bills, I think it was uh-huh. five postseason wins for the Bengals in history. And then five postseason wins in the past two years. And Tom, I don't know if he's done this year either. Like he can get the six, he can get the seven postseason wins in his first two seasons. I don't think he's done at all this year. He's the favorite right now in the game against the Chiefs because of what's up. That with game, ankle. that or that line rather has gone back and forth a lot. Though. It's the ankle. That's why he's the favorite. Mahomes would be the favorite at home if his ankle was fine. Would he? Yeah, he would be. Would he? Yes, he would be. Would he? Yes, he would be. Would he? Yes, he would be. <laughs> would he? Yes, he would be. But, <laughs> I don't know. But it'd be like a one-point line, a two-point line. It's it's going to be a, it should a be coin a pick flip game. game. Yeah, I should. think it should be a pick game, too. Just because he's on a bum ankle doesn't mean he's still not Mahomes and they're still not the Chiefs. They're They're going to cause some problems for Cincinnati, too. But the guy has been a marvel to watch, and... A big topic that people would get off the ground when it comes to Kenny Pickett is he's going to be the fourth-best quarterback in the division for a long time. Uh, you've got Watson, you've got Jackson, you've got Byrout. He's going to be fourth. He's better than Watson right now. Right now? In my mind. And it's possible Lamar doesn't he's play gone. in this division. I think he's going to come back, though. But I, it is possible that he's gone. And furthermore, I think that that gap is attainable for Kenny Pickett. Also, the thing is... They're different styles, but he can be as good as Lamar. And also, I'm starting to come around that Lamar's never going to be as good as he was in 2019. That that was his peak, you think? Because it's it's not because of his talent. He's talented when healthy. He could still win playoff games for them, maybe make a Super Bowl for them. I just don't think you'll ever see a year like 2018 or 2019. He can. Because in... In five seasons, he's won one, one playoff, playoff game. game. But I think that that's a guy that you still sign to think that he gives us a good he chance can, to win he playoff get, games. I mean, better than Huntley. For sure. Better than Brown. Better I than mean, Derek Carr, if you're going to get him. I Well, certainly because Carr doesn't fit that offense. Well, they would change the offense for whoever they'd get. But, yeah. like, But, but uh, you've built that offense to be the Goliath that it is today. It'd be really hard to just walk away from that. No, super and they're not quickly. going. And Harb said, you know, two hundred percent, he's coming back. And he has said, and the other people in the Ravens organization have said that Lamar has input in the offensive coordinator search. Like he's in the meetings, he's going to be able to help choose who the new OC is there. I think he's coming back. I think the Ravens are going to bend the knee organizationally towards him, give him the money he wants, and also maybe some extra power within the organization. Bring Lamar Jackson back. So I, I think he'll be back for Baltimore, but. As far as, you know, can Kenny catch him, you know, as far as effectiveness is concerned, I think that's possible for sure. I don't know if it's possible with number nine. Like, I I don't mm. know. And this is, say Kenny reaches his absolute ceiling and is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I just think that dude's special. And maybe we're crowning him too early. He's never won a Super Bowl after all. Lost the one that he played in last year to Stafford. 
but it just feels inevitable that he's going to get that ring sooner rather than later. And again, not to disparage Kenny Pickett, I just don't see anybody closing that gap with him in the AFC North anytime soon. No, I don't either. He's just, he's a guy who took the division over the first chance he really got. I won't say from the get-go because he got hurt his rookie season, but his first full season, kind of like Ben Roethlisberger did in his first full season, took the league by a storm, got his team to win the division, got his team. I mean, Ben came one game away from the Super Bowl. Joe got there. But, Tom, I mean, the stuff this kid has accomplished already, it's not Hall of Fame worthy already. Like, people are ready to put Mahomes in the Hall of Fame today, if not this day two years ago, right? He was just that much of a a spectacle to watch, and he had won his Super Bowl. He had won his MVP. Joe Burrow, though, may not be as flashy, may not be doing the cool things that Mahomes does, or at least get the attention because everyone likes to call out, oh, if if this guy's name is Joe is Patrick Mahomes, then everyone's going nuts. But because it's Joe Burrow or because it's Geno Smith, no one's giving it any attention. Right. But Joe Burrow is winning at a level right now where unless it's for some unforeseen God forbid injury. I don't see him slowing down just because he is to me that talented and that that much of a prototypical quarterback. He's not just doesn't fit he doesn't fit the build like of other guys who he just he does it and he knows the game and he knows how to win games home or on the road versus lesser opponents versus better opponents. The game is not the game. He does not fear the game. Labs, when I was talking to him, Bob Labriola, on Asked and Answered yesterday, and you can give that podcast a listen. It's up live now, wherever you get your podcasts, and you can hear him say this himself. We were talking about Joe Burrow a little bit, kind of doing this before we started with the questions. You know, just it's going to be a thorn in the Steelers' side for a long time. He's great. And Labs really drew a comparison that, you know, it, it sends a shiver down your spine. But it's 100% accurate when you really think about it, and he lays it out. Joe Burrow is like the Bengals mean Joe Green. He's right. changing the culture there. They're not the Bungles anymore. No, absolutely. They are not, a force. Tom. Are, you see that striped helmet, and it's not a joke anymore. It's something to be feared. It's something that comes into your stadium in three inches of snow and a snowstorm and just kicks your ass for 60 minutes and wins 27 to 10. Like That's who the Bengals are now. Not only within Cincinnati— He's changing the opinion of the Bengals nationwide. There is an ongoing discussion in Pittsburgh by you and me and by many others saying, why the hell don't I hate the Bengals anymore? It's it's a weird spell he's cast over yeah. the league, but he is totally like me and Joe Green for Cincinnati. And if he gets Super Bowls, you know, if he wins even just one, but if he wins multiple Super Bowls and establishes, you know, a two-decade period of the Bengals are always winning games and always in the hunt for Super Bowls and always making the playoffs, you've completely switched the franchise's direction around. It's become It goes from laughingstock to premier franchise in the NFL where you're up there with the Steelers and the Cowboys and the Niners and the I Patriots mean, like, and the here, Packers as teams that are on primetime all the time. Like, here's the Joe Burrow effect or the potential Joe Burrow effect. 
What were the New England Patriots pre-Tom Brady? They were an okay team, made a couple Super Bowls every once in a while. But Does that no, sound familiar special. to you? The Bengals. Did the Bengals make a couple of Super Bowls in the 90s and the 80s? Them. Never won it. Yeah. Never had the guy. They had players. They had Boomer. They had Munoz. But did they have the guy? They go to the Super Bowl and they lost to the Niners both times. Just like those Patriots before him. They'd get to the Super Bowl. Oh, they lose to the 85 Bears. Oh, then they get to the Super Bowl. Oh, they lose to Brett Favre and the Packers. Like, they just never could win that game. And then between the years of going to Super Bowls, they were just a meh franchise. Mm. I think the Bengals were even worse than that, honestly, than the Patriots. I, I know they got to a couple of Super Bowls, but they were down. The culture, they were down. And the they culture, the disrespect that you had for that team. Escalosers. And right. Just, there was the just, Pac-Man Jones and Vontez Perfect era. They were Lions, Browns, Jags-esque. And now they're Patriots, Steelers, Cowboys-esque. Or at least trending in that direction. And... It's amazing to see in person that kind of transformation happen because of one catalyst like Joe Burrow. Just one guy. Just I mean, guy. like we said, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are both wide receiver number ones, and it's going to be tough to pay both of them. You could take either out. You could take maybe even both out, and the team's still going to win because they have number nine. Well, that's the next topic to get into, closing the gap between the Steelers and the Bengals. Naturally, that gap is going to close when they pay Joe Burrow. Because they're going to have to pay him. And they're going to have to lose some pieces around him for sure. to keep him. But here's why I think that narrative is a bit overrated and why I think that reeks of Steelers fans just trying to drum up optimism and be like, well, the gap will close in a couple years anyway, so no matter what happens, they'll have to I pay just, players. I just dispelled that. Yeah, I just, You're going to be on the same page yeah. as me. They're going to keep Chase. They're going to keep Barrow. And as long as they have those two... They will win in perpetuity as long as they're healthy. They will keep the necessary guys that they have to. Sure, they'll lose a T. Higgins. Maybe they'll let Tyler Boyd walk. The key for them then is going to be, can we draft good receivers in the second, in the third, mm-hmm. in the fourth round? Like the Steelers did so often with Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. having them, having to pay Ben Roethlisberger all that quarterback money. You got to be smarter now as an organization. And... Bengals have been really smart as an organization in the past couple of years, but at the at the the main crux of it, there will be a burrow to chase as long as health permits. Right, they will pay both of those guys, and that's why I think that narrative is a little overblown. Because yes, they will maybe have to do a little bit more heavy lifting, but they're still they're capable. Be the best quarterback yeah, wide receiver combo in the league. A and B, you're just assuming that when Mixon walks, when Higgins walks, they're not going to draft a running back. They're not going to draft a wide receiver that is able to produce. Like, you have to make that assumption that they're going to draft poorly for the gap to close strictly just off of people got too expensive and they had to move on. Like, yeah, they'll have to move on from Higgins, but they can draft wide receiver number three out of Ohio State in the second round, and maybe he's good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's not a guarantee that you close that gap just based on they're going to get too expensive to pay because the guy who's stirring the drink is always going to be a Cincinnati Bengal, or at least they would be incredibly cheap to not open up the checkbook for him. You remember that image I I would try to paint for you pre-2020, pre that draft, where they selected, or I'm sorry, 2021, when they selected Jamar Chase and what, the third pick or the fourth mm-hmm. pick overall? I said, imagine this. Would you rather Joe Burrow throwing to Jamar Chase but having nobody to protect him, or would you rather... Joe Burrow, with all the time in the world, all the protection in the world, via Penny Sewell, who would have been the pick instead, but with nobody to throw to. 
Well, guess what? Neither happened because not only had they gone, if they had gone with Penny Sewell, they would have had T. Higgins, they would have had T. Boyd, right? And now the offensive line, yes, it's still pretty poor, but the hypothetical was if you draft Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow's not going to be able to get the ball out of his hands. Well, that, that hypothetical was put to rest very quickly. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Now, when it comes to the Ravens, that defense got a lot better down the stretch of the season. Such a tough football team to have to play against. I think what was interesting with the Bengals versus the Bills and then the Bengals versus the Ravens in wildcard weekend, I think you saw the Bengals, when they saw that Bills defense in the divisional round, kind of like go, this is... They're not hitting as hard as right. last week. This isn't as difficult as it was last week. That Ravens defense hits you hard, and I think the Bengals just conditioned themselves from playing AFC North football all year long to, you know, once you get past that game, the Bills, I don't want to say look like a walk in the park, but it's certainly a lot easier to play against. It, it hurts a lot less. So the Ravens are always going to have that tough defense, and they have Roquan Smith long-term now, so they've got their guy in the middle of that defense. It really just comes down to what's going to happen with Lamar when you evaluate this team's offseason and what their future you know, prospects are. Uh, if he's gone and they have to go into the quarterback free agency or draft a quarterback, I think there'll be a team that'll go 7-10 and 10 or 6-11 and 11 mm-hmm. with a great defense. But just the, they're going to struggle to win games because their offense can't score, kind of like what they looked like when Huntley and Brown were playing this year. That could also be the same thing if they do sign Lamar Jackson, though, and he gets hurt. So... Really, I think they're just stuck at a place where they have to sign Lamar Jackson and they have to just hope he stays healthy. And then they're a playoff team and they're a contender. If he's healthy. Other than that, though, I don't know how far that great defense gets you when your offense is all based on Lamar Jackson. He goes down or he leaves. Now, J.K. Dobbins is your focal point. You have no wide receivers to help bail out backup quarterbacks. Well, that's the thing is that Unlike, you know, the Bengals were just saying Joe Burrow's that good. He could take a really bad team and elevate it to an elite team and a Super Bowl contender just on his own. Whereas in Baltimore, yeah, the defense is is okay. They got real Con Smith, huge addition for them. They just re-signed him, huge, huge get for them. Signed Marcus Williams at the beginning of last season, helping that secondary out. To me, Tom, though, that they just completely neglect they kind of pulled an Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay sort of deal where they just neglected the offense so much and just relied too much upon the one guy if that one guy is unhappy or that one guy is injured then then your season is is canned I mean Aaron Rodgers a little bit different because it had everything to do with his personality and his headspace and how uncontrollable or how unpredictable that was but for Lamar you rely too much on Lamar and not building the team around him, building the offensive line, building the receivers or, or the, the receiving weapons for him to throw to. It's now just, if Lamar goes down, it's 
okay, it's going to go to Dobbins or it's going to go to Andrews, and that's really it. That's all that offense can do. The Brownies, mm. the basement dwellers of 2022, still a roster that scares the hell out of me. I got to be honest. On with paper, you. yeah, give them the crown for like the tenth year or like the fifth year in a row. They are the the roster champions of the offseason. But you could see them making the playoffs next year, right? On that roster, yeah, like they've got a talented, they have a talented enough team to make the playoffs. I think. But they don't run the ball as effectively as they should, or at least they don't run the ball as much as they should. And I've got serious questions about their quarterback. They downgraded mm-hmm. in the middle of the season by switching right. from Brissett to Watson. They downgraded um, and wasted two hundred fifty million. Well, I'm not saying that yet because yes, sure. it was a downgrade in 2022. You don't know, but about it that could absolutely he could be good in 2023, and then it's not a waste of money anymore. Debatable if it's a waste of money and you want that kind of character player on your team, but that's a whole different topic. If he looks bad for the first half of 2023, then it's even it's just clear to me that they made a massive mistake on that deal and set their franchise back. The franchise was to a point with Baker Mayfield that it has not been since it moved back to Cleveland. Not just a playoff team that won a playoff game against their arch rival Pittsburgh, but a team that looked like it had years of success or years of competing ahead of it. If Deshaun Watson stinks next year stinks. and just stinks to high heaven stinks. and they wasted all that money and they're tied up in him as their quarterback and then Miles Garrett's getting older and Nick Chubb's getting more frustrated and getting more wear and tear on his body. And we already know Kareem Hunt's frustrated and they don't really have that great of a receiving core. Amari Cooper's probably going to get frustrated because he's at the end of his rope and he wants to be on a contender, I'm sure, right now with only a couple of years left in his career. They would have gone from being on the precipice of a uh, perennial contender to make the playoffs to completely nuking them back to ground zero Mm -hmm. when it comes to their franchise, all because of the signing of Watson. It it all rides on him snapping out of it and being a not just great quarterback anymore. They just need him to be good because he was terrible when he came in this year. Mm -hmm. He wasn't the mobile guy that you saw in Clemson or in his first couple of seasons in in Texas. He was good at – we saw the Steeler game. He was still good at just – Brushing people off of him, he's huge, but but never took never took off. Mm-hmm. Like he never ran the ball, and he just made very dumb decisions in the passing game, and would hold on to the ball for like eight seconds, only to dump it off like four yards down the field. It it was a very very. Uh, he looked like what you'd think Brock Purdy would look like, as right. Mister Irrelevant coming into a game. Like that's how lost he looks out there. And to you have to consider not just his performance, but. Think about this, Tom. Like the team doesn't have a first round pick until what twenty twenty five, so they're not going to add this first round caliber talent around him again. This is similar to Baltimore, and they're just not doing themselves favors. They're over committing to one guy, and I can see why you would. Lamar Jackson, former MVP on your team. Super helpful to you when healthy, but he hasn't shown you he can do that consistently. Deshaun Watson won a national championship at Clemson. Uh, completely turned around that Houston franchise, brought them to the playoffs, won a playoff game as well. And since then, you know, the team kind of sputtered that next season. I think they went like 4-12. and I, I think, do you remember that image of J.J. Watt and him walking off the field and J.J. was really upset. He said, I'm sorry, man. We just wasted a year of your career. I mean, you're the super talented guy. Then he has these allegations, and he's on a new team. He hasn't played a game. He doesn't. He goes two years in between playing 
two consecutive games, and he comes back super rusty, not looking like his old self. He's not going to go another, what, 200 days or so, or 150 days or so until he plays his next NFL action. All that time off, I just don't know if it's good for him. And, again, the Browns paid a dollar and a half to get him in, in money and in draft capital. And, again, I just I think it's another case of overcommitting yourself to one person. And hopefully setting back a franchise for a while because that would be great news for the great Steelers. Great news for the Steelers. Could use one less team to have to worry about within your own division, that's for sure. If Lamar stays injured and that deal in Baltimore doesn't get done and Deshaun Watson is not the Deshaun Watson of old, I don't see how you could argue against the Steelers being the, the, the perennial second team out of that division. I think, yeah, and that's something that, you know, has to happen, right? If the Bengals are going to dominate, which we think they might, mm-hmm. there's going to be a team that comes up as the, I don't want to say, you know, they split all the time with the Bengals, but the team that gets them every once in a well, while. Well, and there here's the thing, to too. Be. We just talked about Joe Burrow being the next Ben Roethlisberger of the AFC North. How many times did the Bengals win that division? A good amount. There's like two or three times in there that Dalton won. Two or three or division. four. Palmer won it a couple times. So it, it can happen. It's football. Like I right. said, it's not like the Braves of baseball where they're just going to run 26 straight years or years with winning the uh, NL East. But uh, there's a potential for a team to be that thorn in the side of the Bengals, that pesky little brother, if you will. It's so weird to talk about the Bengals in that perspective, but it's true. Sure. And I think next year, you know, if the right offseason moves fall into place, the Steelers have the chance to be the second place team in the division. I think that they yeah. will. I think they're firm. I think the way that the division landed this year is pretty accurate on where I think the teams are. Bengals one, Ravens at two, Steelers at three, and then the Browns at four. Sure. And games pretty close, like pretty close between those right. teams, by the way, except for the Bengals. But I think that there is a chance that the Steelers, with a good offseason, good development from Pickett, can close the gap from two to three and catch the Ravens, even if Lamar comes back and is relatively healthy for the season. Yeah, I think that's doable for the Steelers. I agree. The Bengals won, though, on the other hand. I just Maybe you get a Super Bowl hangover this year if they win the Super Bowl. And that's two years back-to-back where they've played as far into the season as any team possibly can. And maybe that takes an effect on them. But it's kind of what we were hoping for this year, right? Is we were kind of trying to talk into existence. Oh, young coach, young quarterback, way ahead of schedule last year. Should not have gone to the Super Bowl. Did they're going to regress back to the mean, and yet they won, what, eight straight regular season games to end the year, and now they're sitting here on conference championship weekend again trying to go through Kansas City and get to the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't think that they felt the Super Bowl hangover at all. No, <laughs> Tom, they're not. It's not like it's a ha- What's the opposite of a hangover? It's a hankering, right? They got a, they got a taste for it. Hair of the dog. They woke up in the early yeah. season and cracked that beer again early. Just got right back on the horse. Right. What's the, what's the best way to cure a hangover? Keep drinking. Were we really wrong about Zach Taylor? Yeah. I that... thought he was a passenger on this journey. I think he's just as much in the driver's seat as Burrow is. Maybe not as not far as, as team much... respect yeah, is right. concerned and leadership qualities, but he's a head coach, man. Like those, I think he I'm knows let... the locker room. He's got that's part of it too, is to understand who Joe Burrow is in that locker room. Right. And let him be that leader. Right. I think he's pushing all the right buttons, and he's got great coordinators with him too. Which is yeah, I mean, he's a massive part we, of this. We haven't really talked. Massive much. part of this is surrounding yourself with smart Good football coaches, people. Yeah. I don't know who I'm yelling at there. Maybe they can surmise it on their own, but Ooh. 
that defensive coordinator is amazing I mean, when it comes to set up a master class of how to win on the road against an elite team and an elite quarterback. Yeah, so I think Taylor's got a great uh a great handle on his um his team right now and I, again I just think we were wrong about him. He's he's more than just a passenger. He's legit NFL head coach. He's a part of that team. And someone that I would marry my quarterback to if For I was a while. the Bengals organization. Right, it's not like oh not, they they lose it's, it's only Herbert, right? it's only Zach Taylor's fault. Yeah, and we were thinking about that. Like earlier we were like if they have a Super Bowl hangover, do you move on from Zach Taylor and Because at that point coach. it's early on in Burrow's career, bring in a real coach. He is a real coach. Yeah. So, I think yeah. It a- seems it seems to me, unless the Bungles somehow go back to their bungling ways and they have like an off season, right? Like, do you remember how the Colts or the Lions, right? The Lions made it to the playoffs and fired Fire Jim, Jim Caldwell. Caldwell. That ain't gonna happen to Zach Taylor. That job is as safe as any job in the NFL, right? So now. unless they do something like that, which they're not, I don't see to. Zach Taylor leaving. No, he's that's a match now. I think made in heaven. As far as the Bengals are concerned, you can now subscribe to all of our episodes here on the Steelers Standard. Every one that we do is available for you to download, so you can subscribe today through the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find your podcasts. It is Wednesday. We'll have a truncated version of Power Ooh. Rankings coming up next. Also, talk about some other stuff around the NFL and you know, give some takes on what happened in the divisional round since it's the first time talking to you folks since that happened. So. That's all on the way in our third episode coming up next. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Opperman, and this is the Steelers Standard. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 